0: Christian Heritage Ministry in cooperation with Fuller Seminary proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles Eiffel. In Him alone I see All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole In sorrow He's my comfort In trouble He's my stay He tells me every care on Him to roll Hallelujah! He's the lily of the valley The bright and morning star He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul He'll never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here, while I live by faith and do His blessed will. A wall on fire about me, I've nothing now to fear, with His manna He my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory, we'll see His blessed face, where rivers of delight shall ever roll. Hallelujah! The lily of the valley The bright and morning star He's the fairest of ten thousand To my soul He all my grace has taken And all my sorrows born In temptation he's my strong And mighty tower. I have all for him forsaken And all my eyes was torn From my heart And now he keeps me by his power Though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me sore, Through Jesus I shall safely reach the shore. Hallelujah! He's the lily of the valley, The bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul.
1: and sing Heavenly Sunshine. And as you sing through the first time, give uh, those that you possibly can a good handshake and a glorious Long Beach welcome. I tell you, I never realized, as I do now, what this course, Heavenly Sunshine, means. It certainly has captivated the hearts and minds of people around the world. And literally millions just love this course Heavenly sunshine. So now what a privilege for you, the visible audience, to sing out to the unseen audience. And do your best now, turn around, shake hands, as many as possible. And...
0: Under His wings, under His wings, who from His love can sever? Under His wings my soul shall abide, safely abide. Precious enjoyment There will I hide Till life's trials are o'er. Sheltered Protected No evil can harm me Resting in Jesus I'm safe evermore Under His wings His love can sever Under His feet
1: mixed quartet from the chorus choir, composed of Beth Farnham, Viola Cocker, Randy Mosier, and Ray Dahl. We're so happy to have this fine music. And now, Honey's going to read from the letter, and a little later I'll speak to you. All right.
2: Greetings, friends. That song was beautiful, wasn't it? We thank God for these fine musicians. From Colorado, a letter from a lady. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Fuller, we lost our only son and have been forced by age to leave our home in the country because we could not take care of it. We are eighty and eighty-three years old. I had a few rows of choice iris I reserved when the place was sold, and I promised the dear Lord that if he would give me the strength to harvest the bulbs that I would give the money for his work. Well, I sold fifty dollars' worth, and it all goes for missions except this little gift for the old-fashioned revival hour. Now I know the Lord will bless it in carrying on this ministry. The sweet lady could have a part in carrying the gospel out through many avenues of missionary work in selling her bulbs. I think that's a very sweet letter. Dear Christian friends, there are many of us in Iceland who are listening to your program, and we pray that many may be saved everywhere. From Michigan, dear Mr. Fuller, my brother is over in England in the Air Force, and I received a letter from him this afternoon. He said I never could guess who he heard on the radio the other night. It was somebody we used to listen to every Sunday morning at home. Yep, it was Dr. Fuller, he said, and boy, did it ever sound great to hear some of the good old gospel again, and the singing was great. Boy, it really made me have a few lumps in my throat. It's wonderful to be a Christian. Nothing like it, nothing in the whole wide world, especially if you're in the service. That's the way the serviceman wrote to his kid brother in Michigan. The lady writes from Florida, we have a son in the Coast Guard, and the other day he wrote, I have the old-fashioned revival hour turned on. I know he used to like it when he was at home, and it pleased his father and me to know that he's listening to you while he's away from home. From Germany, dear Dr. Fuller, last night I was in charge of quarters and was listening to the radio at midnight when the American stations went off the air. So I decided to try to find some good German music and was dialing. There I found this wonderful singing, and I said to a friend, well, I believe that's Mr. Fuller from the States, and sure enough it was you coming to the Luxembourg station. I spent the best hour I ever had in Germany last night by listening to your program. I'm not a Christian, but I want to be one. It's wonderful that our American soldiers in Europe can hear the gospel preached over the radio, and I thank God for it. That is all I shall have time for today, friends.
3: We
1: Shall we gather at the river? All three verses, and I want you to sing it out like you would in an old, good old Methodist revival. Shall we gather at the river? Now really lift it up. Shall we gather at the river? Up.
3: yes.
1: On that last verse, all the ladies sing, and men you hum in the background. Soon we'll reach the shining river. I'd love to hear the ladies sing. I think they can do so much better job of it than we men. So you men hum in the background. All right. <laughs> for prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the beautiful promise that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter under the perfect day. While the world is growing darker and darker, we thank Thee that the path of the just becomes brighter and brighter. And the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. We thank Thee for the prospect of the time when the dead in Christ shall arise first, We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Those in the homes that have laid away loved ones this past week, we pray that thou wilt comfort the sorrowing hearts, and if they have died in Christ, they have the blessed hope that if the Lord comes, those that have gone on before, whose bodies are now asleep in the graves, will be raised in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, and fashioned like unto thy glorious body, and we which are alive and remain will be caught up together. So may we comfort one another with these words. May those outside of Christ be pierced and brought to our quickening, saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus, for we ask it in his name. Amen.
0: Wonderful Wonderful is He, wonderful wonderful, is He, wonderful is He who leads us lovingly above. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful is He. Wonderful is Jesus, our matchless King. Wonderful the praise which to Him we sing. Wonderful the Friend unto whom we cling. The way to glory, Lamb. Our Lord is leading us to glory. Oh, so wonderful is Jesus He. Stable, wonderful wonderful is our Savior. Wonderful is Christ He. forever. Wonderful is He. Leading us to realms of glory, singing as we go, making known the love that made us free, that made us free for a wonderful salvation. He is offering to all, offering to all, offering to all. Trust Him. Wonderful is He who leads us lovingly above. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful is He. Wonderful is Jesus who saves us all, Wonderful is He who can keep us all, That is why we seek the eternal goal, In the wondrous glory land. Leading us to glory, oh, so wonderful is He. Is he. our Savior, wonderful is He. Praise Him, ever wonderful is Praise He. Him, wonderful is he. Savior, leading us to realms of glory, singing as we go. Us for Him. Making known the love that made us free, that made us free forever. Wonderful salvation He is offering to us. Yes, our Lord is offering, offering to us. He is offering free. to us. trust Him? Wonderful is He who leads us lovingly above. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful is He. Our Lord is leading us to glory, oh so wonderful is is our Savior, wonderful is He. Praise Him wonderful is He. Savior, wonderful is He who leads us lovingly above. Wonderful, wonderful,
3: wonderful is He.
0: You are listening to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. His message for today is titled, Death. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll provide additional information after Dr. Fuller's message. across the way, some poor fainting, struggling seamen.
1: Take your Bibles and turn to the second chapter of Ephesians, first three verses. Probably only have time to speak upon the first verse of the second chapter. This second chapter is a remarkable one, and I believe one of the outstanding portions of the Word of God. Personally, I refer to this chapter frequently in the messages given over the old fashioned revival hour, and also this chapter is especially precious to me. For the tenth verse of that chapter was used of the Lord to transform me from a nominal church member into an active into active service in the Lord's vineyard. The Lord willing will plan to speak upon Ephesians two ten at a later date. In Ephesians chapter one, the Holy Spirit reveals what all truly born again believers are and what they have in Christ Jesus. And there in the first thirteen verses of the first chapter we learn that God the Father hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. In chapter 2, the Holy Spirit reveals, listen carefully, what the believers were in sin before being converted and what they have been saved from. As believers, we take a backward look in chapter 2 and see the miry pit of sin from whence we have been delivered. Hence, we see in chapter 2 the construction of the church, the kind of material God uses to erect this spiritual body. In verses 1 to 3, the basis of our meditation today, we find nine things describing the unregenerated or the natural man's sinful condition before conversion. The nine items set forth the natural man's desperate need of regeneration. For except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Furthermore, if a man dies in his sins, that is, dies unconverted, unregenerated, he cannot go where Jesus is. And everyone, without exception, is in need of regeneration. And thus, in verses one to three of Ephesians 2, we have God's candid camera shot of the natural man's sinful condition and of his desperate need of regeneration. For except a man be born of the water that is the word of God and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this age, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now, today I'll only have time to speak upon verse 1. And... Future broadcast, Lord willing, next Lord's day upon the prince of the power of the air. Now, notice verse 1. And you, being dead, he made alive. And the word you, that means you are the person's addressed, that is, believers, saints, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And Paul the apostle has been telling them what they are and have in Christ and now he tells them what they were in sin and what they have been saved from. And God's Word tells us believers, notice, you were dead. You being dead, he made alive. And so I'm going to speak upon a subject that's not very popular. I grant you it's not very pleasant, but I'm, I think you'll agree with me it's very necessary to give for it. That's the subject of death. Death. For the Word of God says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, judgment. Now, death in the Scriptures is never annihilation. Some believe and teach even that death ends all. When a man dies, that's the end of it. That at death one ceases to exist. And let me say back to you, no, a thousand times, no. After death comes the judgment. And when a man, if he dies, unconverted, unrepentant, will be punished according to his sinful deeds. Death is the separation of a person from the purpose or use for which he was intended. Let me repeat. Death, is the separation of a person from the purpose or use for which he was intended. Now there are three kinds of death set forth in the Word of God. Copy them down if you wish. Three different kinds of death. And you need to know God's Word on this matter. And the entrance of God's Word giveth light. First of all, there is physical death the separation of the soul or life from the body. When you say so-and-so died, you mean that so-and-so left his earthly tabernacle uh, to depart to be with Christ if he were, were a Christian or to a place of conscious torment if he is not a Christian. I have to be plain spoken. Romans 5.12 Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Again in 1 Corinthians 5:21 and 22, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ, If you wish to remain in Adam, you will die in your sins, and you cannot go where Jesus is. But even in Christ shall all who are in Christ be made alive. Now, that's the physical death. When you hear of a party dying, it means their physical death. The soul or life has been separated from the earthly tabernacle or from the body. Now, the second death referred to in the Scriptures, and it's one that people are not clear upon, as clear as they should be, and that is spiritual death. Separation of the Spirit from God. Ephesians 4.18, I'm giving you the word. Being alienated, cut off from the life of God. That's spiritual separation or spiritual death. She that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. 1 John 5.12 He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And there's no middle ground. Let me illustrate. Now follow closely. The day that Adam sinned, as recorded back there in the third of Genesis, he died spiritually that is he became alienated and cut off from the life which is in God later as time went on according to the 5th chapter of Genesis the great obituary chapter we read as follows in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. They were created in God's image. And the day and Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son of his in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth, and the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. As by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the human race, and death followed sin. First, spiritual death for Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden and a protecting sword and flame were there at the entrance and only through God's gracious provision providing a coat of skins could they have fellowship back as redeemed sinners before God. And when they were given graciously a coat of skins, it meant that some innocent substitute had to die in their place instead. But notice... Death, spiritual death entered in, and later, 930 years later, after creation, Adam died, and he died uh, physically. Now, we conclude that according to the Scriptures, since all have sinned, all are separated from God, spiritually dead, and later will die physically, for remember... It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. I say to you, sinning friend, before God, as God is my witness, you are lost, spiritually separated from God. And if you die in your sins, die physically in your sins, you cannot go where Jesus is. But wait. The Scripture speaks of a third kind of death. And that I want to bring to you for the remaining portion of this broadcast. And I'm praying as I'm speaking that the Holy Spirit will burn these words into your heart, you murderer, you drunkard, you fornicator, you adulterer. We need to be plain spoken. The Scripture speaks of a third kind of death and that is eternal death, eternal separation or banishment from God. Second Thessalonians 1.9 When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now note, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction or banishment from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. You can kick against God's Word and say, I don't believe it, but I tell you on the authority of God's Word you will experience the truth that I have read you unless you repent. Now notice, First Corinthians 6, 9, Know ye not? that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. And except ye repent and be converted, ye shall likewise perish and in matthew twenty five thirty it says "Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth verse forty one depart from ye, ye accursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels and verse forty six And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. You better not be so smug and so complacent, for how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And then in Revelation, the 20th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse, we find these words. These are not my words. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, and it refers to the wicked dead, those that die in their sins. Small and great stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, not the book of life according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. And these ruthless, godless, Christ-hating dictators that are putting millions to death will get their just reward at the judgment of the great white throne. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Notice, this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now this is eternal separation or banishment from God. No second chance to you, my friend. The moment that you die, if you die in your sins, your eternal destiny is sealed forever without any hope, without Christ, and without God. Listen, for my Bible tells me without heaven are dogs, that is, the sinful, lustful servants are connected with the uh, indulgent sins and sinful practices of the heathen temple worships. That's what the word dogs refers to there. Outside are these uh, uh, sinful men, these licentious persons, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. But wait! Is there a way out? Is there a way of escape? For I say to you, on the other side, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For our Savior Christ hath abolished death and hath brought life and incorruption through uh, the gospel. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that have the power of death, that is, the devil. And the last enemy, death, is going to be put under his feet someday, and death is an awful enemy. To take our loved ones away. See them suffering sometimes. Others silently slip away. Strange that you can be by the bedside of a loved one be talking to that loved one, and then in a few moments, just the earthly tabernacle left and that soul, that godly mother that you loved and almost adored, slipped away, departing to be with Christ. Death is an enemy. Now notice, He's going to deliver us. And he's going to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And then speaking to Mary and Martha at the tomb of their brother Lazarus, he sent forth these words, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? We see Jesus for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Listen. Physical death, all of us will have to experience if the Lord tarry long enough. Spiritual death, every soul unregenerated in his natural state. You are now spiritually dead, dead in trespasses and sin. And unless you repent, it will be eternal death, eternal banishment from the presence of God forever and forever. But come now, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And I'm praying that no one will leave this visible audience here, auditorium here in Long Beach, or leave the radio until you repent, confess your need of Christ as a Savior, and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Christ's sake. If you go out, I'm free from your blood. And you'll have no excuse at the judgment of the great white throne. You've heard the gospel. Let's bow our heads in prayer. No one's stirring, please. Every head be bowed. Friends, outside of Christ in the radio audience, today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation, but come now. I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Come, all ye labored, heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Will you come? God bless you. And while our heads are bowed in this visible audience here, in Long Beach, somebody will quickly put their hands up and say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I need Christ as my personal Savior remember me in a word of prayer. God bless you. Anyone else you' on the lower floor, God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else you' on the lower floor, quickly put your hand up and say, pray for me. Tomorrow may be too late. Come now. God bless you back there. Anyone else on the lower floor here, Quickly, put your hand up and say, pray for me. I need Christ as my personal Savior. I'd like to have you remember me in a word of prayer. There's another hand to go up here on the lower floor. I'll only wait just a moment. God bless you back there, my dear man. Up in the balconies to my right, anyone up there, put your hand up and say, pray for me. I need Christ as my personal Savior. I'd like to have you remember me in a word of prayer. The balconies to the rear, anyone there? Just as God speaks to you, I have pressed for time in the balconies to the left. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you back there. Any place, any other place in the auditorium. Is there another hand to go up just before we close the old-fashioned revival hour? Continue in prayer as we leave the air. This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you.